Last Sunday we reflected, as we heard that parable of that ten maidens, the ten virgins, on five who were wise and five who were foolish. And our conclusion was that wisdom, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit, is not a luxury for just a few very smart people, but a need, a real need for anyone who wants to follow Christ, anyone who wants to have a good life. Today, the story of the talents also shows us some servants who were wise and some who were foolish. The important detail is that now we know the motivation, what moved them to act that way. And the one who was described as a lazy, wicked servant was very clearly moved by fear. And he said, Out of fear I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Now, to be fair, we should try to understand exactly what is meant by all these things, these talents and all of that. So, how do we imagine this scene? When we hear this story, which we've heard so many times, what's in our minds, in our imagination? What do we picture happening? Probably most of us think about this rich man who gave some talents to his servants. And we probably picture some sort of coin, which is certainly valuable and that can make even more money. If that's the case, then we might wonder, well, so what is the big deal about this talent? I mean, what's all that about digging and making a hole and burying the talent? What was so hard about that task that this servant received? So it really does seem, if we think like this, that this servant was truly, truly lazy. But that talent was actually a very big deal, and literally. It was, firstly, a measure of weight. It was something around 75 pounds, maybe more. And not just a little coin. And not just any coin. It was also a measure of money. Somewhere around 6,000 denarii, which is more and less all the money that a normal person would make in more than 16 years of work. So the one who got five, that's what a very successful person would expect in a lifetime. So we're talking about a lot of money and a lot of weight, even literally. So the simple act of digging this hole in the ground was something that took effort. And again, just to be fair, this wicked servant did not misuse this talent. He didn't do anything wrong with it. We see no crime committed. He just wanted to be safe. He didn't want to go into the trouble of doing all these other things. He wanted to be okay, decent, not terrible, not great either. And so all his effort was placed in keeping that money safe. What was then so evil about what he did? The motivation of being afraid is what brought this distortion to his mind. It was because he was moved by fear, by a wrong kind of fear, that then he got tired, but for the wrong reason. He did not bear any fruit. 
safety, being decent, okay, not committing big crimes, is clearly not enough. We have not been made for that. Now, thinking about ourselves, very few of us, if any, is lazy in the sense of just doing absolutely nothing all day. If anything, we probably agree that we are busy doing things all the time, distracted with a lot of things. The real question now is, well, how do we spend our time? How do we spend our energies? What moves us to do whatever it is that we do? What's our real motivation? And it is now when we need to think again about fear. We see a bad kind of fear that moves this servant to just try to be safe, to not produce any fruit. A fear that will probably become not wanting God or his Lord to be too close, too, too close to your life and to your plans and your expectations. But of course, there is a different kind of fear. That fear of which we chanted in the psalm, blessed are they who fear the Lord. Fear, then, can be good or can be bad. St. Augustine describes a good fear as a chaste fear, a loving fear. And he uses this simple, very eloquent image of a couple. One of them, they're married, one of them is afraid of the other. Well, that could be for two reasons. An unfaithful spouse will actually be afraid of the presence of the other one, especially will be afraid if the other one comes unannounced and quickly. But a chaste lover, a chaste good spouse, a faithful one, will be afraid if the other one is just delayed. Love overcomes that kind of bad fear and becomes this beautiful fear of not wanting to be far from your beloved. If we think about this, then we understand why the good fear is called the fear of the Lord and is, as we know, a gift of the Holy Spirit. We understand also why, as we read in Scripture, this kind of fear is the beginning of all wisdom. This good fear means something very simple, that because we do love God, we're imperfect, but we do love God, then we can't bear being far from Him. And therefore, that makes us wise. We will say no to anything, big or small, that might separate us from Him. Not only the terrible big crimes, anything that might separate us from Him. We don't want that. As good children, then, we will not want to disappoint the Lord because He has expectations. Now, when we think about the Lord having expectations, probably some will be immediately afraid, intimidated. Who could respond? Who can be worthy of these expectations? Well, that depends on how do we understand the expectations that come from the heart of God. If we think about today's gospel, we see that his expectation is so simple and so beautiful. He wants to share his joy. This is what he said to the other two servants. Well done my good and faithful servant, come share your master's joy. In our days, in which we are tired all the time, doing so many things, and distracted by so many things, 
in our times when so often we hear things that cause us to worry and to be afraid. We must be wise and reject that bad fear that only paralyzes and brings sadness and choose the other fear that makes us wise, that makes us work for that which we should really do and that therefore brings us close to God and to his peace.